0: Hey everyone, this is Gary A. Swaby from thecoalition.com and you're now listening to our final discussion of Mass Effect Andromeda. We'll be talking spoilers, story, and everything you can think of. And I'm actually here with, you know, a good old friend, a friend of the site who's been around, you know, for for years pretty much. uh, Mr. Ramiz Quadri. What's up, Ramiz? How's it going, man? How's it going? (laughs) It's going good man i'm excited for this like yeah. people have been asking for this show <laughs> and, like we're the with like we're the only two people in our circle of friends that have like completed the game cause oh really it's, cause it's so, so draining yeah original, yeah i mean it. tony has but tony uh tony's busy at the moment
1: oh okay fair enough no, fair play i only completed it like a couple of weeks ago now i think so yeah fresh out of that game should be interesting should be an interesting conversation been a long time coming as well
0: so yeah would will be good to talk about yeah it. definitely uh i definitely wanted to get this discussion done before you know <laughs> the topic just goes cold because e3 is coming up soon so like nobody's going to care about this anymore after that yeah so definitely. yeah um cool so yeah uh let's start with the launch of the game so when the game first came out mass effect andromeda there was a lot of criticism going around about the animations and you know bugs and all that sort of thing now um what was your thoughts like going into the game with all of that in mind you know all the the animation the animation stuff and the memes that were going around and stuff like <laughs> did, was you did you have did you go into it thinking it was going to be bad at that point
1: I kind of didn't want to pay attention to it that much if I'm honest like I tried to play the game and then pay no mind to like just that negative bit because I knew that would be just the big point that everyone is just going to keep mentioning that how bad the animations were and stuff and I thought you know pay no mind to it just play the game you've been waiting so many not well, so many years but you know a good couple of years for a new Mass Effect game to come out but yeah it, it kind of eventually did become really distracting <laughs> Like the animation was really bad there were really stale faces and like you know they failed to portray any emotion at all with the characters so many glitches um and even still now like you know they've got the update done and everything um there were still a few bugs here and there but um yeah it it was it was pretty distracting and it kind of did throw me off a little bit playing the game at first but um luckily i played it uh later on um, from its release and then about a week later the update kicked in and so i wasn't suffering too much from it but i know this that experience was from like the demos and the early releases and stuff but yeah (laughs) it was it was pretty distracting it was um the bit especially with uh i forgot her name one of the council people And she's saying stuff like, sorry, I'm really tired. And her eyes are like wide awake and she's just portraying no emotion whatsoever. My face is tired. (laughs) My face is tired. (laughs) (laughs) Just blank face staring at you, just wide eyed and like no creases in her eyes or anything. Just staring in your soul or anything like that. It was pretty funny. I don't even think she, she blinked at that point. <laughs> she didn't even blink. She had no <laughs> eyebrows. Either. She had no eyelashes. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> and there was the bit as well when um, you're the new Pathfinder and then they contact you and then the Salarian's like, where's Where's the Pathfinder? Your dad, your father at this point, he's dead. Um, And your character's like, yep, you're looking at her or him. And then they just look and there's just this awkward silence and like you're not alec (laughs) Ryder, and then my father died (laughs) it was was like no emotion again it was just just this robotic my father died that's it and um yeah another awkward silence and then they just quickly moved on there was no like i'm so sorry you know it must be hard on you nope just move on it's like we need to find planets that's it (laughs) so it was it was really weird at first yeah Um, there was was some poor narrative in that game (laughs) definitely um but yeah it it was distracting that's that's kind of a while from it the early release did kind of put a lot of people off and a lot of articles you read uh yeah that was like the main focus it just wouldn't wouldn't let go (laughs) they just would not let go of that idea that that's that's going to be the game but luckily they did patch it up
0: Yep. now the, yeah those animations definitely were terrible and distracting like you said but um I have to say like during my first uh, few hours of the game like maybe first two to three hours or so um I was actually quite enjoying it like I was I was kind of putting aside all the animations and stuff because I, I was already aware of them so I was like oh, okay yeah I know this is an issue already but I was willing to just focus on you know the story yeah. and and think that it, that was being presented and you know just just play it and try to find some enjoyment out of it and i quite enjoyed like the first few hours like going to uh, habitat 7 or whatever it was and then you know go well the, the the first time you go to the nexus that's when all the awkward stuff starts to happen mm-hmm. and you start to be like hmm that, that's that's a bit weird but then like when you go um to uh ios or eos wherever it is the first planet like i was starting to get excited again like okay this is cool like you actually get to do a bit of exploration you got to go into the vault and stuff and all that was cool at first so like at that point in the game the first <laughs> few hours was that how you were thinking like okay this isn't so bad i can do this
1: yeah i mean i remember messaging you a lot about it when i was playing it when i first landed on habitat 7 um for me that was like the practice everything because you have no idea what the hell you're doing planet yeah. and uh, <laughs> i remember just messaging you and i was just like saying at one point it was just like saying this is really weird i don't like it i was like oh this is pretty cool and then i started complaining about the menu and that menu is atrocious as it is Yeah, uh, it's
0: convoluted.
1: It was, and even before and after like the update as well before the update it was just horrible it froze on me all the time and it the background would be a different thing and so on and so forth but yeah i think i was similar to you um habitat 7 was like my practice planet by the time i got onto the nexus it was just awkward awkward animations and interactions with the characters um but by the time i got to eos um yeah it, the the exploration of it the the map—it's huge. The planet is absolutely huge, and you could just drive around in it. The view was pretty crazy to look at. The scenery, um, yeah, it started picking up. I started thinking, okay, it's, it's kind of, kind of got that Mass Effect one vibe again, and you're just kind of traveling, exploring again. Um, yeah, I kind of felt the same, but I'm gonna guess you felt the same as well. Gradually. You realised the scope of the game as it yeah. is got uh, took its toll eventually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I, I, it was pretty much similar to you. It was quite when EOS came about and you just landed on that planet. You got to drive the Nomad. I can't remember if it's called the Nomad or was yeah, that? the Nomad. The Nomad. yeah. Uh, you drive around that, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. It kind of gradually took its toll, but for now, for that moment, it was it was really cool. And um, it was starting to bring back Mass Effect vibes again, and you're getting used to the controls this time. Character interactions were still a bit odd, but um, you kind of just, again, me and you, we were just like, we just want to focus on the game, play it, and, you know... We we love Mass Effect as it is. We just wanted to see the good sides of it, hopefully. And I think landing on that planet and starting the exploration—that
0: was part of the good stuff out of it. Mm. And would you say that the action was really well done in terms of like the mechanics and everything, or, or do you still prefer the old Mass Effect style?
1: Um, I'm quite split-minded about that. To be honest, I think uh, I think it was good like the addition of jumping was fun <laughs> and um, like hovering and being able to shoot from the air and uh, the combos with your teammates is pretty cool but I think personally when you want to develop your character and you can choose to kind of uh, which personality you wanted to be like I knew straight away I wanted to be kind of like a biotic with some tech skills mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and that was it. I just stuck to that and I built some just skills out. Sentinel up. Sentinel class. Sentinel class, that's the one. Yeah. I was going to say adept, but I think that's the combat one One I think. Um so yeah, I I, I chose, chose Sentinel and I knew the moves that I wanted to use and there wasn't really a force of Nature by the Game to tell you to be like oh, try out all these other moves that you can do. I was quite happy with having throw uh, one of the tech moves, shockwave and that was it. And I could make combos yeah. from that. And I could make combos with that with the other teammates. And it was so much more easier and simple and there wasn't really much diverse things you could do with the moves. There wasn't really much of a care for experimenting
0: with the moves or anything like that um yeah yeah. i will say that's that system was kind of flawed because um because it it presents it to you like it wants you it wants to give you a lot of choice and option (laughs) like you can literally do like anything you want you can unlock all these different moves and stuff but like once you figure out like the you know the basic the the basic three abilities that work for you at that point like you kind of just stick to those and like you don't feel the need to like expand and, and unlock any other abilities or try any other classes at that point, like because once you found your flow with the the two or three attacks that work for you, like you're pretty much you can run through the whole game like that. Like there's never any need to switch that up. Exactly. So that that was kind of an issue, like having all that choice and not really needing it, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just going to say, this like you, you're building up points as well, and then they're, they're just not going to anything really. Other than you know the last three things that improve your health and improve your strength of biotics or tech or combat, nothing yeah. really mattered. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're building up all these points, and you're not really going to spend it because you know what you want, you know who you're going to be, and and that's it. Um, you can't really mix it up and no matter how much the game congratulates you on leveling up your sentinel level or adept or and things like that you're just kind of like all right whatever <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. you know what you want to be and you're just going for it and the game doesn't really spur on like experimentation or you know tell you to try something new and it wasn't very tactical i don't think as much as it yeah. tried to do it was just straight up action which is kind of what they are after but you, you feel like you kind of wanted more from it
0: yeah yeah i agree it could have been a lot more intricate and yeah you know in terms of the um the comboing and stuff the reason i didn't like it is because um like we talked about this one time like it, it was just completely random like it would say oh you did a tech combo or whatever and like it's not like you even plan to do it; like it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in the old games, you could like you could actually plan that out because you could um, tell your your team members what attacks to use, and then you can combine them that way and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But that it didn't allow you to do that in this game. Like you can even um, tell your teammates what moves to use and when, or anything. They just kind of did their own thing. Yeah, and, and I think that's you know,
1: sorry again. <laughs> I think no, that's no, you the... Uh... I think that's the like other issue with the in the previous Mass Effect games, you had that wheel where you could hold the buttons um, to choose which power move you wanted to do, and also command your teammates to you know move somewhere or attack this person. Uh, it moved down to like the D-pad uh, bit in Andromeda, and I think in other Mass Effect games as well. But it was a lot easier where you could just freeze time for the moment, you know, choose your power wheel understand what weapons you wanted understand what powers you have and uh, add shortcuts that way rather than having to press pause go to skills um press x to like select your favorites select a favorite accidentally save over your favorite one with uh like yeah uh, <laughs> <they have laughs> I, I did that way too much <laughs> And things like that. it was—it was, it was like a lot more complicated way just to do something so simple. And uh, as you said, like you couldn't—you couldn't, you couldn't read really time at this time with your teammates to like attack at this moment, and then you attack at the same time. You just happened to do it accidentally. In this case, like I always managed to get a fire combo, and I just never knew how until I realized Drac would always just throw a grenade, and then I accidentally like zapped him. And then it'll just come up in the middle of your screen like fire combo. I'm like, All right, thanks, cheers, <laughs> great move. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think I it could have definitely been improved a lot, but like in terms of the actual action itself, it's definitely like the most um, uh, what's the word like intuitive and responsive. I guess um, like. It's, you know, it's fluid. The action is more fluid in this game than it is in the others. But, you know, it's just those various things could have made it a lot better if you were able to to do it. Um, But, yeah, uh, before we get on to, you know, the story stuff, because I know we got a lot to say about the story. <laughs> but um, let's talk about where our main issues, you know, started to arise with this game. Now, for me, it was definitely, you know, after... A certain point because as i mentioned those first few hours i might even say like the first 10 hours or so was great like i was enjoying it and stuff but then it gets to a point where i kind of hit a wall and it was like this this story isn't going anywhere interesting um and these characters aren't that interesting like i didn't really like any of the squad squad mates that much <laughs> like because in, in the previous games even the squad mates that you didn't like they were somewhat interesting but like in this game i didn't like anyone and they weren't interesting to me at all so like you know i I didn't like talking to anybody or anything and like i just started i kind of started to not care anymore about the characters because like it i found the writing to be quite poor for them and they weren't interesting in, in any way and then of course you know the abundance of side missions and side quests and tasks and I've like that can be a good thing if it's presented well like if all this side stuff actually means something and you're getting something meaningful out of doing them but where they failed is like they just gave you like a bunch of like quests and tasks and they were quite shallow like they didn't, they didn't mean anything towards the story like it, and a lot of them were you know silly fetch quests like Oh, you have to go here, get this, bring it back to this person, kind of thing, and it was—you know—there was no real reward or any kind of storytelling, or you know, no, it nothing of substance, really. So after a certain point, it just got like, I really like—I got so much to do in this game. I got so many missions right now, and I just don't care anymore. Like, so <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of struggled with, you know, the past well the last like 20 hours or so with the game because it's i kind of just stopped caring at that point even though the the first 10 hours were great but then you know after a certain point it was just like it became a chore for me like and i i wanted to do the missions because i didn't want to miss anything that might be important or vital to the story or anything that might reference the old games but like at the same time i just kind of stopped caring because it was like this writing is poor and you know i don't like the narrative i don't like these characters anymore and stuff so was it the same for you uh yeah pretty much
1: literally (laughs) again i remember messaging you and then i had so many side missions and it's weird because it you had priority missions then you had allies and relationship missions then you had Mm -hmm. uh missions by planets i think it was something like that and then you had tasks and then complete emissions. That was the menu. And um the tasks is what pissed me off the most, if I'm honest.
0: That Yeah, those are those are horrible.
1: They're annoying because they just pop up. It's like you're just driving along, and then suddenly one of the characters in your cars is like, oh, something's happened over there. And then in the top right corner is like mission task, mission task, mission task like find these things for no reason they're not going to be equivalent to your mission at all, I'm like what, what's happening here Um, and yeah, the amount of side missions that just kept coming up and jumping up it over crowded the main storyline itself like somehow the side missions became more important than the actual game itself and again messaging you all the time asking like have you done this side mission, you're like no have you done this one? <laughs> 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 I'm just like, alright, well, <laughs> I'm gonna try them and see what happens. And then I realized why you didn't do them because they're freaking annoying. <laughs> and, um, especially when they're on hold as well, like, oh yeah. You, you do a part of the mission is like on hold, discover some stuff on hold. You just talk to this person on hold. Like, ah, it's, it's, it's just like, it kind of leaves you annoyed because, you don't wanna drag these missions out, you just wanna get them over and done with because your main focus is the main storyline. And most of these side missions, they don't even integrate with the um main story itself. You, you benefit from nothing to get them. Um you
0: you didn't do movie night mission, did you? Uh I, I did do it, but I didn't I didn't see like the conclusion of it, but like a lot of the tasks that were involved with it I did do. So I don't know where I went wrong to where I didn't actually experience the movie night. But um, yeah, I, I did a lot of the build up quests for it and stuff.
1: I mean, the thing was that took the whole game to do it and it shouldn't have. Yeah. It really shouldn't have. If they're going to start something like movie night mission, they start it literally from the start of the game where Liam's like, oh, let's get popcorn. No, let's download movie. Sorry. And then I'll <laughs> and like, that's, all right. all,
0: that's illegal, by the way.
1: <laughs> that is legal as well, yeah. In the future, it's like it's <laughs> promoting illegal downloads of movies. <laughs> not even not even Netflix passwords or anything. You're just straight up jacking like a movie list from <laughs> the Nexus. It's just download to a USB port or your Sam or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it started right at the beginning and the, you complete it right near the end just before you start the main mission. If If you want to complete it, that is. Um, And that's just ridiculous, I think. I just don't understand why. Like, okay, you first download the movie list. um, Then someone says, get popcorn. You get popcorn. And it's really hard to get popcorn because it's contraband. So you have to fight for getting popcorn, I think. (laughs) Uh, Then you have to get drinks because someone wants these certain types of drinks. You get them. Then someone complains that the drink is not strong enough you need to get this type of drink you go to a planet you can't find the drinks but there's a note that says oh hey come to this planet i'm selling the drinks here so you fly all the way to that planet drive to the location and then you get the drinks and they're fine uh, and it just goes on and on and on like people want these things And it's a waste of time. (laughs) It's just, it's just a waste of a huge amount of time. And a lot of the side missions were just basically that. It was just like go to one planet, go to another planet, come back to the first planet that you went to, mission complete, whatever. And, um, it was fine at first. Like I said, you know, when you land on EOS, it's, it's crazy. It's cool that, you know, there's such a vast amount of things you can see in there. But when those side missions start building up and those tasks as well that just, confuse the hell out of you because they're just extra nonsense that doesn't help you at all Um, it takes its toll and you just don't enjoy the game as much as you imagine you would anymore and I think they overdid it with the side missions especially and um, by the point where I got to complete a majority of them like the main mission I just kind of lost interest with anyways because you kind of got what it was and it kind of relates to well not relate but it's kind of similar to the first and second mass effect game um but yeah it, it just kind of it just kind of killed the mood really to enjoy the main mission and to enjoy like the character interactions as well because you realize how much of an idiot they are as well as you said you didn't care for them much i i didn't like a majority of them um I think in the previous Mass Effect games, I only disliked one character. All the other characters were actually fine, and you wanted to know them, and you wanted to variate your team members. Um, in Mass Effect Andromeda, I just kind of stuck with the same two, three people, maybe, and that was it. There was just yeah. I did not want to deal with anyone else in that game. So, yeah, it, it took its toll. Um, I think they overdid it a little bit a tad too much basically
0: yeah way too much like i hate this this whole model of game because it it was kind of similar in dragon age inquisition but i feel like that game handled it better than this one yeah but, weirdly like, there was it was just tons of missions like you know to to do and stuff
1: yeah weirdly i got the same feeling like i, I was i was thinking about it as well and eventually you know, I spoke to you as well about it and saying this is literally just Dragon Age, but overdosing on the side missions and stuff. So, yeah, I, I got the same feeling, but Dragon Age somehow handled it a lot better, or the missions kind of seemed a bit more uh, in tune with your character's story, being the Inquis- yeah. Inquisition Inquisitor. Sorry, and um, you know, having to help people when they need it and killing people when they need it and stuff like that whereas in this game you're just doing all these missions for this for no reason
0: like yeah the pathfinder yeah, like why is why is a pathfinder solving murders like he, he's not <laughs> <Exactly>. a detective <laughs> like funny. don't they have a police force or something like where's csec or whatever like
1: you need the citadel at every spot <laughs> csec get over here is like, oh, you go to a planet that's run by like terrorists and stuff and, like, <laughs> and you have to do their missions as well it's Like, what's this what's going on <laughs> but yeah it, that that was pretty much it you just you're not a hero yet in the game uh, i think i think one of the bioware people said this in an interview that in the first mass effect games the first 3 shepard's already a hero And his story is about him becoming a legend. And in Andromeda, um, you're not a hero. You're not supposed to... Okay, he said you're not a hero. But then in your mind, you're thinking, if that's the case, then you're not really supposed to do everyone else's dirty work. You're not really supposed to be there, like, solving murders, getting this doctor's medicine who could be potentially lying and evil. Um yeah it's just really bizarre you just bump into people and then they just want you to do stuff and you're like oh okay sure (laughs) and that's it
0: yeah like a pathfinder's job is basically to find somewhere safe for people to live right but like he basically was a specter like he could literally (laughs) just like do whatever he wanted like and he he was solving crimes and all like types of crazy stuff like it's, it's it's really weird and also like The decision you get to make with um the the kind of settlements that you want to make like either military or scientific um i feel like that didn't matter much in the end like i thought that was going to be like a big thing where it would kind of change how the game progresses and stuff but all it did was it changes the the protesters the kind of protesters you get and um (laughs) I can't really think of much else that it changed. I don't know if you I can. Don't, I don't even
1: yeah. know, like, because eventually you just add points to military, anyways, and yeah, so everything's just <laughs> there was the, just the, the uh, cry the
0: cryo point thing, like, yeah, yeah. Comes...
1: yeah, I I eventually just balanced it out, and everything was fine. Like, I, the only thing I got was that protest thing, because uh, I went scientific for that first choice, uh, and then it didn't really mean much it it was just kind of uh, yeah it was just pointless you like even thinking about it my brain's just mush from like why what's the point of adding that in and just causing a waste of time basically
0: <laughs> yeah all right yeah so um let's get more towards story territory so firstly i have to uh, talk about one of the biggest gripes i had in the game now there's two new races, and you know it's interesting. I liked the Angara, to be honest. Like I thought they were quite cool, but um, you know um, the cat we'll get to. But like my main gripe was that you know the the races, all the races from the other game weren't included, and I know they explain that, but I saw it as them kind of being lazy. Either that, or they're trying to um, set up some type of DLC that has like all the other races that we like because like I, I really liked the Korians and you know all those other strange races from the, the previous trilogy like even the uh, what are they called the, um oh man i can't remember their name now the Voucher, <laughs> i think yeah, the uh, Watcher, the Voucher, yeah. The Voucher, they were funny and the batarians and uh the the Drell were cool like i wanted to see some of these guys as well but yeah. they kind of scaled it down to like you know a few main um races and then they introduce the, the new two races and stuff so like what, what did you think about that whole thing
1: um again i i messaged you about it and then i said i just realized something all the other races are extinct <laughs> because if that was the case like they made no mention of them until right at yeah. the very end where it just left it on like a Oh look, they could be alive, and here's a DLC that you might have to do later on. And it's like, no, you could have just said this halfway through the game if you wanted to, or you know that they are missing and why, rather than make me think they're all dead because all you brang was Asari, Turians, and Solarians and humans. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I agree. It's that they, they were lazy. I think, like, how. Can the previous Mass Effect game include all these alien races, and then the new one can be just like eh, just throw in the throw in the ones that can fight? <laughs> you know, it was yeah. um, it was weird. And yeah, again, I wanted to see Quarians. Um, I wanted to see the Drell. Uh, they mentioned so much about Hannah, but they never appeared at all. Um. Yeah, uh, it was. It was interesting that they just ignored them, and it kind of annoyed me a bit more that right at the end, they were just like, oh, look, they're, they're there, but they're telling you not to save them. It's like, do you just want them dead or not? Just like... <laughs> it, was, it was just a bizarre thing. And I just remember messaging you guys saying, like, they just did not bother putting them in, nor are they even showing up in, like, any Vignettes or... You know, when yeah, you're exactly. unlocking Sam's um, memory of your father in the game, Alec Ryder, they're just completely ignoring all that stuff, and it's just really weird why they just didn't include them in the background even, you know, just, like, waving. Like, vultures are kind of, they're small, funny, but they're, like, really sly, and they're really, um, they're quite vicious mentally, I guess you could say and you know one of them worked for like the shadow broker and stuff and they knew about money and could be conniving and they were just like little mini mafia people and um yeah you could have so much more stories with them the hanar were all about preaching to the choir and you know all about religion and this game played again on the topic of religion and cults and things like that hanar's like a prime example of a good use there um Elkhors were mentioned as well but again no like visual appearance of them and it was just all about basically saying oh they're in a ship but they're lost somewhere and they're telling you not to follow just because yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and I, I was thinking as well it would have been so cool because like you know that the way they built up the Quarians, like and you know obviously um, they're um, prone to diseases and stuff and which is why they wear their suits. But I feel like it would have been cool if there was, like, a subplot in here where, like, you can find them a home yeah. where, like, they're, they're not prone to sickness and, like, they can get out of their suits kind of thing. Like, yeah. That would have been...
1: yeah, I was just about to mention that as well. Like, I I still haven't seen them out of their suit. I don't know what they look like. Like, apparently you do see them in Mass Effect 3, but I don't think I got that option. Um, There was a moment where I did go on the planet and Tali took off a mask. Is it Tali? Yeah. Tali, yeah, Talizora, Talizora right there. Uh, she took off a mask, but it was the camera was behind her, and so I never saw her face. <laughs> I never got to see what they look like and everything, and I still don't. And I've just kind of just kept that mystery to myself because I just want to see it in game. But yeah, again, no mention of the Quarions, and it would be a way to kind of bring peace for them because they have to live in this environmental suit. And you know, finding a planet where they can just be themselves and live and all that stuff, and then you know, having a side mission or a priority mission per se of some crazy quarry and trying to restart the Geth again or something—that would have been a cool inclusion, you know. Um,
0: yeah, but
1: yeah, it didn't happen. You just had to, you just had to find the three main ones, and that took a while to do as well. Especially the Solarians—that was quite rushed in, if anything. The uh, Ark. arc
0: yeah, rushed,
1: um, and yeah, uh, they just it was just missing a lot more diverse alien species, which I don't know if people will protest about, but there we go.
0: No, well, as long as the humans are in there, that's all anyone cares about, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, yeah, so the story itself, um, yeah, I mean, like would you would you what's your thoughts on the story like overall um it's the same as
1: mass effect one and two i think so you have the ket who are turning angarans it seems to their own kind and they're answering to a higher power it seems but you don't know what that higher power is and that's pretty much mass effect one and two you had the Proteans yeah, the who were becoming the collectors and then the collectors were answering to the Reapers who apparently created the uh, the galaxy sort of thing and every few thousand years they would destroy a race or just destroy planets and restart um, which is a boring life for them, <laughs> must be but get a kick out of it I guess and Yeah, it was just kind of similar and uh, in that sense, it just had to come down really to like the dialogue and the interaction and I don't think it was as epic as um, the first two the first three even it was more quite uh, you, once you got realised storyline you're just like, oh okay, fine um, didn't necessarily feel sorry for any of the characters, didn't necessarily feel any sort of um, uh, care. <laughs> it was just like, right. So this is the story again. Okay, I've done this before, so let's just get this over with. Um, you mentioned Ang- oh the Angarans. Like they were okay. Yeah. Um, I called them Idris Elbers because because <laughs> of their they, voice. Their voice sound like Idris Elba. They were just um. You're right, the Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Just help me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really <laughs> weird. They're just British. They're just British guys just chilling out in some icy world. But uh, I don't know. It, it was it was kind of standard. Once you figured out what their plan was and what they were wanting to do was just take more races and create them cat-like experiments. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, fine. And then you don't really find out who they're answering to, and you kind of don't care
0: uh, i I was thinking they was going to find some way to include the reapers like the reapers command the cat or something and that's why you know it's like that but no they just straight up kind of copied the the story outline from the first trilogy pretty much (laughs) yeah
1: and and it doesn't even involve reapers probably doesn't and i hope it doesn't because they were annoying well they weren't annoying they were actually quite quite vicious but um I wouldn't... Yeah, I feel like yeah. we could move on from it. That, yeah, like 600 years. Hold that story. 600 years after the third one and the Reapers are still, like, hanging about. And I guess because you're not supposed to know what happened to, you know, the world that you left behind. So, had the Reapers been in this game, I guess it would kind of ruin the thought that, oh, okay, everyone failed. <laughs> everyone died. And, um you're going to die here as well because the reapers are practically invincible now or something so i don't think they would be included in this one in and going by that but yeah there there is a high power somewhere and you don't know who they are the cat just answered to them um one got a bit big-headed he's like Saren, basically and um yeah that's it
0: I think I know who the higher power is. Oh, okay. You have theories. Electronic, electronic arts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the corporate.
1: So, so corporate, so political. (laughs) They're buying out, they're buying out our souls, they're buying out our time, and, yeah.
0: Politics. The big money makers. Yeah, Uh, one thing that also really annoyed me about, um, the story was, you know, the whole twin sibling thing. Like, it, it literally feels like they just included that because you know that part at the end where like um they uh they kind of hack into your Sam or whatever and it's yeah. like that that hurts um your guy Ryder mm-hmm. like I feel like that's the only reason they had the sister in there so that she can fix that like cause obviously Sam was really hyped up in the game like he was a big part of you know your main character and everything so they kind of needed to tamper with that to get some sort of advantage over Ryder and create some sense of, um, oh, you're in a powerless situation kind of thing. So like, I feel like the sibling was literally just there for that because like I thought initially that the, the, the sister are all, you know, depending what you play, you see they're a sister or a brother. But I thought yeah. the sibling would be, um, you know, a part of your squad pretty much and be with you throughout the game. But, like, throughout half the game, pretty much, they're asleep in a coma or whatever, in cryo. And even when they wake up, like, you have, like, a little discussion with them here and there. Like, and even that's fairly rare. So, like, it it becomes hard to even care that they exist at that point because (laughs) they're just so far so far removed from whatever's going on. And then at the end, they have that little shine kind of thing. And it seems like that's literally the only reason they chose to include it. So what were your thoughts on the whole sibling thing?
1: Uh, yeah. That <laughs> was, was quite funny. You just don't care that they live or die or whatever. It's like, she's dead! <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. It was, it was weird. I like that in the editing mode, you could have, like... Because obviously, naturally, you create something similar to what you look like whenever you have these opportunities yeah. to create character. And then, you can... Like, I went with the guy, and, um... <laughs> you, i like that you can just leave your twin to <laughs> be like this white person <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm a brown guy man. and then you're a black guy as a, and then you just have this complete <laughs> random sister that just looks nothing like you and then you'd have <laughs> to try and feel emotion for it and feel sorry for it if you wanted to but <laughs> That was quite funny, but obviously I, I ended up editing her so that she looked quite similar as much as possible. And, um, yeah, I, I wanted her to be on the squad. I thought that would have been like a cool thing to have, especially when the game forces you to be introduced to combos and stuff. I think the one thing you would want is your twin to do the combos with you and be like, yeah, rider twins, effective and um, fist bump the air and stuff but yeah (laughs) all I got was basically you got to talk to her while she's in a coma state and then I just upset her more by telling her that our dad died and the planet was a shambles, the Habitat 7 planet was just a failure and then she just got stressed out and then passed away again, passed out even again and yeah it just appeared right at the end just to have that brief moment to shine I also think it's um, a funny thought that they did the twin system because uh, in EA, you know, in the first three Mass Effect games, again, Commander Shepard, the guy, is the big deal, And then when it came to the third game, someone in EA just went, you know, you can be a female in this game, right? like oh shit yeah like, let's put that in a promo box and everything let's just okay. <laughs> you can be both you can be both i swear to god people uh and so they give you the opportunity this andromeda one is like you can be a man and a woman from the get-go it doesn't matter who just pick one and we will support you all the way um i just like that idea um yeah i i, I thought the twin character thing could have been done a little bit better i thought she could have woke up at least halfway through the game and kind of complete the missions with you. Or you can kind of um, have like that switch uh, switcheroo transition sort of moments where you're playing as the male character in one part of the game and then it switches to the female character, and she's like exploring other planets or finding out her missions given and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: like some GTA type thing. That would have. Yeah, been cool. like a GTA thing. The Witcher done
1: it as well. I, for some reason, was about to think about Final Fantasy VIII <laughs> when you play oh, as Laguna yeah. and um, Squall and stuff like that. But yeah, like transitions like that would have been interesting. Um, take on it. They all build their own little armies would have been, again, a greater way to add in the extra alien species. Um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of pointless. Again, you just upset her a little bit more and then she wakes up and she's like, oh, I'm fine. And then she <laughs> has a brief moment to save you with Sam. So, yeah, just kind of standard, really. And even at the end of yeah. the game, she um, she's like passed out in your bed twins passed out in the bed and you <laughs> talk to her, she's like oh just go celebrate i'll be out in a moment and that's it she doesn't even join you after you like saved the world or saved everyone it's just still being a lazy fart <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> yeah like because i now i'm kind of wishing i actually played as the sister because it might have been a bit more interesting to have, you know, that different um, outlook and perspective. But the main reason I chose the guy was obviously because of one of the, the biggest things that they promote in these games. And probably one of the biggest things that they paid attention to in, in this game. And that's the romances. So, <laughs> I'm going to get into that now. So, I'm sure you the did. romance options, I felt well, you know, I already told you I didn't like any of the characters. So... <laughs> yeah i I, you know i wasn't really interested i ended up romancing vetra in the game and that was just you know just because like i thought it would be funny like i thought it would be (laughs) funny to see kind of thing so (laughs) that's why i went with that but i didn't like i didn't really like cora or anyone else um and i I liked uh what's her name um the the pilot the female pilot lexi but Yeah, but she's obviously, you know, she's a lesbian, so you can only romance her um, uh, when you're the sister. Um, So, yeah, that was that wasn't an option. And they also they did have those mini romance things that you can do, like casual relationships. And I was um, I was actually quite flirty with that chick on Angara, um, (laughs) the, the museum chick but like you don't really get much out of it like just a kiss like peck on the cheek kind of thing so yeah like I, I feel like the romances in this game went that great um i know they put a lot of detail and a lot of effort into the final scenes like especially for gb and cora um but yeah i thought they were just meh personally what did you think of them
1: yeah, see, I tried to aim for a celibate life. I I just... I was like you. I didn't really think much of the characters, and Liam especially was just bugging me. Not that I was going to go romance with him anyways, because he's just an absolute tool. But... I don't know. Just the personalities of each of the characters were just really irritating, and uh, I was just like, screw this, I'm just going to go straight ahead, play the game. Actually... At first, I I wanted to romance with Lexi, (laughs) that character, and then I texted you, I was just saying, that's my romance choice, and then you said straight away, oh, she's a lesbian, and then that kind of just killed off everybody. Wait, Lexi, do you mean the doctor
0: or the pilot? The pilot, isn't it the pilot? Is she the pilot? Lexi? No, Lexi's the doctor, the, the um, you know the Asari doctor woman, what's and the um, I forget her name. She's got a really weird name, the pilot chick. Um, <laughs> I remember name that.
1: Let's call her Roseanne. <laughs> Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, no, the pilot. I, I was gonna romance her, but then you were like, no, she's a she's a lesbian, and then so I was just, oh, forget this, never mind, because all the other characters were just randomly hating you at one moment, but then in the same. Able. Suvi, there you go. Yeah, her. But, yeah, uh, I just kind of couldn't be bothered doing it. But then, eventually, I just... The characters started, like, being appreciated a little bit more, if anything. And then, so I thought, uh, fine, let's just go standard and boring and let's go Korra. Um, because she's, like, just forcing it onto you, basically. Um yeah i i I saw like the videos of what happens when you pick every other option and stuff and it just didn't really seem like you put in so much effort into doing stuff and you're just like eh, whatever yeah the focus was mainly on like pb and cora blatantly like what they wanted you to go for yeah and they yeah they went all out like (laughs) when when that scene kicked in my game went 60 frames per second 1080 like it was smooth it was literally how the game throughout should have been that that (laughs) kicked in my game just fixed itself and like it was a movie basically I, i just don't even understand like they put all their lifetime into those scenes (laughs) and <laughs> it was just fixed and it was it just made me laugh like that said like they went all out with the nudity and like the the timing of the scene and getting everything in as much as they can and it was so smooth and <laughs> like everything just heightened and yeah it was
0: bizarre like watching that yeah like cuz cuz i know like the 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 developers on this game was um a, a separate team who from who made the other games? Yeah. Um, let me just say, like, I feel like that team needs to be hired by Brazos or something. <laughs> if, like, some I mean, because
1: just the, one of those, those scenes. Were, yeah, they they went know. all out. They they like put so <laughs> much. Fun. I'm I'm seriously thinking that's where all the budget went into those scenes because the game literally played how it should have been for a next gen, uh, game basically. Um, yeah. It they that was like superb. <laughs> just the visuals anyways, which is like superb. Um but then the game went back to its regular, you know, maybe sixty frames per second, who knows? <laughs> sort of thing. But yeah, I just remember just making me laugh so much, just how like updated the game just became once that scene kicked in. Um yeah I, I agree with you though there wasn't um much options the game kind of forces you to like mainly two people and mm-hmm. um that's it really and then everything else is just whatever uh every, I, I know veteran ones was something like uh she cooks meat for you or something
0: yeah she um she tries to um she yeah. basically imports a steak from like the other galaxy or whatever. And she tries to cook it for you, but it's, like, really burnt and stuff, like, because she didn't know how to cook it. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, they just kind of have, like, a little special, awkward, funny moment kind of thing, and then um, she directs him towards the bed, and then it fades to black, basically. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Romantic. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, you, like you said, the mush. No, not the, merch, the um the museum...
0: Angar, and she just gives you a peck on the cheek. Um, yeah, there, there were a few casual ones, like um the, the reporter chick on, on the Nexus, but I never followed those options, so I don't know what happens. No. Uh, there's another chick as well on the Nexus that you can have a casual relationship with, but I don't, I don't know what happens. But I'm guessing it's probably just like a kiss or something. like. Yeah. Just, yeah.
1: Yeah, the game just wanted you to be with one or two, basically, <laughs> and then the other ones were like, "Ah, oh. I think they probably themselves got freaked out of having to try and draw like a Turian in a in <laughs> a um, interesting encounter or something." And with every other character that you try and flirt with outside of the Nexus or outside of your team, they were just like, oh, "Just, just, yeah, it's too much work a... for them." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's too much work. We've already spent hours trying to detail Cora. Um,
0: No, no, just give him a peck on the cheek or something. For PB, they they probably just used Cora's body and turned it blue or something. (laughs) They used Cora's body, turned it (laughs) blue, and just went on like a VR experience of their own. And just (laughs) kind of
1: just went on this mind trip. Uh, (laughs) Or they just probably re-updated Dr. Liara to Sony. And just kind of rendered her back into PB body and just did what they did there little bit more um, but yeah that, that, I don't really think much about it I tried to live the celibate life but you can't really in Mass Effect you just have to kind of try and get whatever achievement you can and yeah it just ended up I just found it funny how the game just ran so much better when that scene kicked in that was just that was just brilliant <laughs> yeah
0: that was hilarious so yeah um, one of the I feel like this kind of this side plot was maybe slightly more interesting than the main plot, to be honest. And that's the memories of your father, because there was a lot of links back to the previous games, you know, to the other galaxy and stuff. A lot of references there to catch. And then, you know, all kind of ended on this mysterious figure called the Benefactor. And I remember you were kind of, you know, you were texting me about that stuff a lot. So like, what's your thoughts on those memories and you know how it ended with the benefactor and everything like that because I never actually unlocked the final memory, but um they were quite interesting. So uh,
1: While you're on do you, do you know what happens? Like, do you know what the final memory uh, was about and stuff? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, yeah, spoil it because I'm not I'm not playing it again.
1: So. <laughs> um, I actually can't remember to be honest. Oh, well, you don't you don't find out who the benefactor is. And I thought, yeah, like you said, it was a really interesting storyline outside from the main missions itself. Um, Because you get the final memory, and then it's still locked, apparently. And you... I can't remember what unlocked it, but I think it was your sister waking up. She basically unlocks the final memory because she's also got Sam in her in some random way, I think. And you find out, you know, the benefactor was behind the funding of... The Andromeda Initiative. Um, yes, I saw he, that one actually. That the last one. Um, it's the one where Alec Ryder's calling Garris's dad. Oh okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Did you,
1: did you yeah, not get that right?
0: one? Oh. No. I, did, I didn't get that one. I don't think I did anyway. But yeah, carry uh, on. Okay. it's
1: basically Alex calling Garris's dad and Garris's dad, uh, uh, Garris. <laughs> he mentions that his son um uh talked about shepherd and shepherd alerted the council about the reapers and they all think he's crazy and so then alec rider's talking to the benefactor again and the screen comes up with um different faces of different races of aliens um and it keeps like Transitioning between one and the other because you don't know who the benefactor is at the end of it, or he's just hiding it, he or she is hiding their face. Um, and he's just saying, You know, I will join this. And then he calls Gene Garson, who was supposedly the front runner of this whole Andromeda initiative. And they both agree with each other that something's not right. You know, the benefactor sounds dodgy. And, Obviously, if you go further into it, you know Gene Garson was dead. They say it was from an explosion um, on the Ark, but it turned out it was a murder. And the murder is supposedly set up by the Benefactor themselves. And um, that that was kind of it. In the final thing, you just find out that you know the Reapers are real. And you don't know what happened to that world, basically and that you are potentially the last survivors of that galaxy, and now you've come to the Milky Way, and um, yeah, that that was kind of it. It just kind of was a sudden stop. You don't really find out much about the benefactor, um, and as much as you try and find on forums and <laughs> things like that of who the benefactor is, there's not really much that's given away. By the game so in a sense that was kind of cool in my opinion like there's more mystery and there's like this side confusion um story that can kick in and later games in life or later dlcs that will come out um the obvious choice everyone keeps saying is the elusive man but to me, that doesn't make sense of him being the benefactor because he was all about humanity only. He didn't really care about any of the other alien species, even though when you hack into the not hacking, but when you go in through the Shadow Broker's details, he had like various amount of affairs with alien races. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that was just interesting, but that also explains racism in a nutshell. If you think about it. Yeah, there's so many parallels
0: to real life right
1: there. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, and so for him to start the initiative and then bring, like, all these alien races aboard wouldn't make sense to fund. Um... I don't know. I thought the, the it,
0: benefactor I, is basically like the new shadow broker. Because remember when we didn't yeah. know who the shadow broker was, and like there, that we it was basically like the same conversation, like trying to figure out who it might be, and yeah. like it was real mysterious and stuff. But then we got that DLC and stuff that kind of explained it all.
1: Well, in Mass Effect Two, Liara Sony was the shadow broker, wasn't she? Uh oh, she was. Yeah, and then there was a DLC where you do her mission to take down. Oh no no wait no sorry, she wasn't the Shadow Broker. She was hunting the yeah, Shadow Broker. She... Yeah, she was looking for him. And then eventually she became the Shadow Broker. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. She yeah she she is eventually the Shadow Broker, but it wouldn't be her funding the project either. So. Because, obviously, then you get that data pad, which is her voice, and she talks about the interest of the initiative, and that she wishes um, your dad all the best, basically, in the journeys ahead, and what discoveries they could potentially find and stuff. But, I think it's a cool mystery to have. Um, Oh, you also find out, as well, that your mum's alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in the fire yeah, she's in the cryo, and that was one of the secrets you find out as well, that she was listed under another name, and she's just there, chilling. <laughs> like, half dead, half alive. And, um, yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, uh, I was just generally thinking, it's, it's kind of a cool mystery to have, and it's kind of a nice way for Mass Effect to kind of continue on basically where the mystery of the benefactor would be but if it's a like a completely new character you're not really going to care i think people will kind of be more disappointed i think people would probably prefer it if the benefactor was like a recurring character that's snuck their way in somehow into the andromeda initiative with so much money it's
0: it's conrad (laughs)
1: verman that would annoy me Anyways, but um, you meet his sister in the game. That was quite funny. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, The little nod to Conrad Werner. Um, yeah, uh, I-, I thought it was a cool storyline to have. Um, but I obviously want to know more about it. Unfortunately, you don't really... Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I unmuted a little bit yeah. for a second um yeah you don't really get to know much more else about the murder mystery of Liang Garson Chen I forgot her name already I said it earlier Garson, whatever and um yeah I would like to have known a little bit more or have it solved at least but no they're just keeping that a mystery yeah alright
0: uh anything else you wanted to point out about the story for uh I get to like my next point of discussion.
1: Um uh, no no it's like cool. Or oh
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh the ending was quite sudden wasn't it? I mean you completely you know what it was it was quite sudden and um there's the extra part of it where if you 100% all the planets you get this extra mission to do that you have to go back to habitat 7 and they're saying oh there's this there's this um, receiver coming from there and you need to go back and meet the planet again. And I was thinking, cool, you get to go back to Habitat 7 and maybe you'll find out the benefactors there contacting you or you find out that there's this new alien race or you find the quarians or the hanhas and the elkers and stuff. Generally what happened was you fly all the way to Habitat 7 and then it cuts to a scene with you on the nexus no not nexus uh the tempest and you get a radio call in from the council on the nexus telling you oh hey this planet's now named after you you yeah and people are cheering in the background randomly <laughs> and it's funny because they go oh the planet is now called rider 1 and then when that segment's over, uh, it become it still says Habitat 7 on the map. <laughs> I was like, this, this is just wasted my time. This just wasted so much effort and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of stupid. Um, you don't even get to land on the planet. You don't even do anything. You can't do anything. You just appear and they just say, congratulations, this planet that you can't do anything on and that you can't land on and is pretty much destroyed but we're trying to fix it. It's... Yeah, it's real, it's it's made it's real off of you. <laughs> yeah, it was... That was just a really, really lazy ending. Um, it reminded me of Pokemon when uh, the first red and blue you collect all 150 Pokemons and you just get a certificate. <laughs> it's like, yay! And in some games there was rumoured like you get Mew and stuff and you're just like, nah, certificate. Here you go. That's essentially what this game did. It just... just like patted me on the back and be like how do you feel having a planet named after you and you're thinking well it's not because it's still called Habitat 7 right there <laughs> Not <even laughs> bothered to change it on the map <laughs> so yeah that was it really not much else to it. it
0: yeah so yeah that's pretty much the story um, in a nutshell uh, definitely not a big fan of it personally but um, yeah <clears throat> it, it, it had a lot of potential um, mm. And I'm guessing that we both didn't spend a lot of time in multiplayer because, yeah, that was just uh, kind I, of whatever.
1: I didn't even touch multiplayer at all. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how it works. Is it just basically your character going through strike team missions? Uh,
0: well, you, you use like preset characters and stuff, uh, like of different different races and stuff like that. Like you know those um, strike missions and stuff, you can do those. Mm. As uh, multiplayer <clears throat> missions and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have never I never touched multiplayer at all.
0: I mean we could try it at yeah, some point. You're not but... miss you're not missing anything. You're no, not missing anything. <laughs> it was basically like Mass Effect three multiplayer but worse. Because like, the the I actually think Mass Effect 3's multiplayer was kind of fun, but like this one was just the same thing but not fun, kind of. So
1: I I yeah. didn't even play Mass Effect three multiplayer. I just render multiplayer useless in Mass Effect. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I think it's kind of a forced thing, if anything. So <laughs> but, yeah, it really was. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I never tried it. Uh, I'm assuming it's like horde modes, basically. But um, yeah,
0: never got around to it. Cool. Yeah. So, um, like. In a nutshell, overall, how does this Mass Effect compare to, you know, the, the the last three games, like and do you feel like it has any potential to carry on from Andromeda? Um I think it definitely it will carry on from Andromeda.
1: It's a new world and it's a new type of galaxies, and the ending did leave some things to carry on from, like the missing quarrians, but the message of them saying Oh, you can't... Don't come looking for us. There's something out there that's holding them back, or they're dead, or... uh, Things like that. So there's a lot of things they can actually go off from, again, with the Benefactor as well. Um, The mystery about that. Uh, With regards to how it compares to the other Mass Effects, a little bit lazy... But decent enough I think Um, again it's lazy because they just did not care to add in any of the other alien races and for the new alien races they just added two in (laughs) (laughs) and the
0: the side missions were just all filler as well uh, yeah the
1: side missions overtook everything and again were just fillers and you think about it, like, they're flying to another Milky Way, another galaxy, the cluster thing, the Helios Cluster and stuff like that. And um, you can only muster up two new alien species, like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, you can't even bring back, like, another old one, you know, um, the, uh, what are they called? the ones that they went to war with with the Krogan uh, uh, Rachni? Rachni you couldn't even bring them back what if they were still alive and stuff even though they kind of were but what if there was more of them in this cluster and stuff uh, I don't know it, it was. It just seems a little bit more lazy than um, the previous Mass Effects. because you look at that Mass Effect and you just think the vast world explorations that they've added in and the determination to try and make this franchise like a gaming Star Wars entity world sort of thing. Um, you, you you want to be hopeful that they would include various different stories for different aliens and you know letting your character finally be an alien race. Um, that still didn't happen. You still had to be a human. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit more lazier than the previous Mass Effect attempts, but considering it's, it seems like it's a different team, um, it's not bad, I guess, not bad attempt for them, but so
0: much more could be done, I think. I, I would be okay with them completely scrapping <laughs> it and making like it non cannon <laughs> and just like moving on, but um... Uh, like they've, the good thing is they really left it open to where they can return to the Milky Way galaxy and like kind of, not not exactly continue right off from Shepherd, but like maybe you know in the distant future, you know they can pick it back up and kind of fill in the gaps of what's happened and create something new from there, because we- the thing is like, with the first trilogy they've made such like an amazing universe there's a lot of depth there and i feel like they can tell a lot of different stories um it doesn't have to just focus on you know shepherd it can have references to what happened with shepherd but i don't feel like shepherd needs to be the focus again but i i do hope that they kind of go back to to that Uh, what was you gonna say just now
1: i was gonna say first like would
0: you argue if you could be shepherd again uh i mean i wouldn't like i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to it but i feel like they, they I, I think it would be better to go a different direction because it, it was it was so controversial the way mass effect 3 ended and stuff <laughs> i think it's better to just kind of leave it alone and leave it open to interpretation and just yeah. um kind of like move on from it because uh, like the thing is with the first trilogy like there was so many interesting stories like even the side stuff which is why that trilogy was so much better than andromeda like even the side missions were they they had interesting stories that could be you know explored in a game all by itself kind of thing so i I feel like there's so many like good stories they can tell this could really be like star wars where there's like so many different you know plot points to explore so I feel like like it, it doesn't have to sh- focus on Shepard again. Like they can um, move yeah. on from it.
1: Kind of. No, I agree with that. I think. Um, really I think um, like a cool Mass Effect idea game would be to go back to that cluster, and to kind of focus the after effects of it because. I mean, I look back on like the ending of three and you know, I read in like message boards and theories about what the right ending was. And apparently it's the ending that you just kill the Reapers, you just shoot it all up and you know, Shepard sacrifices himself to save the galaxy, to save every alien species in the world and thus becoming the legend that he is. But then when you choose that ending and you see after the credit and after all that, Shepard's potentially still alive. He has like one last gasp breathing moment and then it cuts off to a black screen. So I I think and I assume Bioware want you to think he's still alive so that one Mass Effect game could be you return to that cluster and you are a different character but your sole mission purpose is to find Shepard because there's rumours lingering about that he's still alive and you don't know what he's doing, if he's in hiding. It's one of those kind of typical thriller, spy type of movies where he's in hiding, he just doesn't want to be shown to humanity because he's done his part and if he's known that he's still alive, like, people will rely on him too much and he just doesn't want to carry the weight off the shoulder again kind of the moody gripping story you have there and you know as you said like there's a whole load of stories that developed characters you don't get to be but they gave off so much of a presence that you could be them in these mass effect games like Thane's son he's like something Thane was the cool drell who has sickle cell assassin the assassin with sickle cell and um Essentially, it's what it is, I guess. That's what you told me,
0: anyways. (laughs) Yeah, the symptoms are basically, like, sickle cell.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And he was cool, and his son, you know, there was, like, a nice little um, nod to Thane and the son when you play the DLC. And, um, you know, he's training to be, like, an assassin as well. He's got some skills. Um. Like you could as him, or you know, trying out different alien races, or again, be another humanity thing, even be Cerberus, something bad, evil along the way. Um like from those games, there's so much you can go off from. And with Andromeda, it's just you, the Pathfinder, which is fair enough because as I said earlier, you're kind of like just a hero, or becoming a hero rather than a legend. Um but the stories weren't that interesting. There wasn't any memorable character you cared about and the only Even
0: even Ryder annoyed me in that game, like he was like just killed <laughs> yeah. dick himself. Like...
1: Yeah. There wasn't a lot of great choices you can make. Like I had to just be Saki all the time in there, which is fine, but when you do it too much it's just it's just kinda of boring and and then Liam's there. Um, I hate Liam. He's
0: just—he was the worst. He was the absolute worst. I hate him. What if, like, what if it's revealed, like, as you mentioned, um, the weird Shepherd might be alive and his his heartbeat and stuff. The Superman ending <laughs> and stuff. Um, what if it's revealed that the cat found him and then they brought him to Andromeda and like, there's a scene where Shepherd wakes up and he's like, "Oh, not this shit again," <laughs> but, but again. <laughs> um, that's what happened.
1: I think I think <laughs> a lot of people honest, <laughs> just just wakes up with a bunch of cats. And he's like, ah, oh, dang, not this. God damn it, not this again. Um, <laughs> no, no, let's let's not give them to the cat. I I think it was it's like a nice take that you know they want to step away from that a little bit, but they kind of give you the. Suspense of you know you don't know if they're still alive or dead. Um, yeah. Like again, you read the uh the encrypted memories and stuff, and the last thing you know is that Earth is under attack, and in the UK they're they're bombing it all, and um, that was it. Then you got cut off, and then you're left thinking, oh crap! You're the only living survive. You're the only survivors, basically from that world and you're yeah. That world may not even exist anymore because of the Reapers. So it just leaves it at that. It doesn't wanna like carry on saying, oh what did you choose for Shepherd's ending <laughs> and stuff? Yeah. Um but yeah. I think there's more they can do yeah. with Andromeda but if it's just a one off thing and then they just continue it with DLCs, that'll be cool. I wouldn't want a second Mass Effect game to follow through the Pathfind being the Pathfinder again maybe allow you to say you know what choice did you make and stuff but leave it at that i wouldn't want to play as the pathfinder again i don't think
0: yeah i, I kind of the reason i don't want them to follow one from andromeda is because is to me it's already broken because i mean there's no Quarian, there's none of the, the races we talked about so i would rather them just go back to the milky way and you know just bring it forward a few years like a hundred years maybe even and, you know, just create new stories from there. And then, you know, like I said, fill in the gaps of what happened with Shepard and after the Reapers and stuff like that. So that that's ideally what I want them to do next. But EA mm-hmm. did reveal that they're kind of taking a break from Mass Effect because of the reception and stuff. Oh, wow. So, okay. uh, yeah,
1: so we, we, might
0: not, we might not get another Mass Effect game for a while, but... Ultimately, I feel like that might be a good thing because it means they're not going to milk it. Because if this game did really well, they'd probably just continue to milk it and make bad games. Whereas they th- like with Andromeda, they, they saw the reception and they know a lot of people and a lot of Mass Effect fans aren't happy. So maybe it's a case where they'll come back to it again when they really want to put the time and effort into it and when the original team are available to work on it. So maybe that's, you know, what they'll do um, at some point. Because right now they're really focused on Star Wars as well, so...
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Star Wars is, like, back in their foray now, isn't it? Um, Yeah. I think... (laughs) I get the weird feeling that there's going to be, like, a Command Conquer-style Mass Effect game coming out. Oh, God. I don't know why. I just... (sighs) Because they can... I don't know how it works with like EA being the publishers and the owners of Bioware and I don't know how overreactive we can get regards to how corporate and money making machines they can get and stuff and things like that. But I just get the weird feeling that they see Mass Effect as their Halo, they see Mass Effect as their Assassin's Creed and things like that and therefore they can just milk the hell out of it knowing that they have the fan base potential fan base. I don't know how upset they made people with Andromeda and how much they've lost (laughs) with fans and stuff, but I just get the feeling they'll do, like, a Command and Conquer Mass Effect style, and it focuses on the Rachni War. And you've got, like, the Krogan Rebellions as well, and they'll just play out all those stories, basically. And, um, yeah. Just some way to kind of make money as much as they can, and just milk it all until there's nothing else they can do with Mass Effect and then take Bioware to the death pit and shoot the head and join mm-hmm. the rest like Maxis and all them companies that they bought Criterion and Maxis and all them
0: <laughs> yeah it, that, that does make sense conceptually to do something like that but I, like me personally I feel like after you know coming off of andromeda i don't think it's a good idea for them to do that (laughs) you already had like a bad a badly received game yeah Um, i feel like if if andromeda was great and it truly like um advanced the like mass effect name then the mass effect brand to where you know everybody loves it again and stuff yeah then yeah maybe they could do a lot of spin-off stuff as well but I feel like that would be a bad idea for them to do now, but knowing EA, they probably still will do it because you know <laughs> they they have a habit of making bad decisions sometimes. So, sometimes,
1: but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think I think a break, I guess, would be okay. Even though it took quite a few years for Andromeda to come out,
0: but yeah. uh, they're still going to bring out the DLC though. So I guess yeah, that's something.
1: I, I will, I will be fine with DLCs for the Andromeda game. And then if they do make a new Mass Effect game, just don't continue on from Andromeda. Just kind of do like a new story, be it with the Helios Cluster still, but not being the Pathfinder or being um, back to the Milky Way with shepherd and just a few hundred years afterwards seeing the effects of what happened and stuff that would be cool um yeah. or yeah my storyline where shepherd's still alive and he's on the run because he doesn't want to deal with you all anymore <laughs> <laughs> something like that it's like uh, screw these people yeah he's just just got like a really big beard and he's not had a haircut or showered for years and <laughs> he's just on the run. There's like really dodgy CCTV photos of him that's <laughs> around the galaxy, the Citadel. Um, Garrus, he he's like he 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 becomes the Archangel again and dies immediately because that's what he does. <laughs> you know, just just all these things.
0: <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, we we got to touch on this since I got you here. So like. <laughs> What is your gripe with Garrus? Because I know you really hate that character. I do not like him. A no, lot of people love him.
1: I don't... I don't understand why, like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I listen to you guys talk about Mass Effect, or I read an article about Mass Effect, and it somehow relates to Garrus, you all praise him, and you all think he's, like, the best character, aside from Shepard and stuff and i just don't get why i don't understand like he's not he's not good he really isn't like you say he's loyal fair enough but he he kind of isn't at the same time like all his missions have been about him wanting to kill someone and you always have to convince him unless you're a renegade you always have to convince him not to kill that someone to let go of the past and Enjoy what's ahead of you right now and that you're surrounded by good family and everything. The first game same thing happened. That that was pretty much it. You find like this doctor who kidnapped a few people and he just wanted to kill him. And you kill him by accident, but ultimately it didn't resolve anything. Like Garris felt guilt after killing him. And you're thinking, oh, okay, fine, he he understood that, you know, he shouldn't have, you know, kind of held on to the past. The second game, he does the exact same thing. He, like, wants to kill this guy because he set a plan for him, uh, for his team that got killed during some war. And you say the same thing to him again. It's like, just let go of the past. This guy's like a bum now. Like, he, he just doesn't care. Like, why do you want to kill him so much? And then Garrus is there going, why would you hold me back? Why didn't you let me kill him? And like, You're a cop, you idiot. Why are you a cop and all you want to do is kill people? It was well, just... he
0: wasn't a cop anymore but In he was two. a cop um, the thing was he's a cop like he wanted <laughs> but didn't he didn't he leave to, to be the Ar- he left c to be the archangel, right? <laughs> the to archangel. Be a
1: that much. that thing annoyed me as well I'm sorry the archangel bit like trying to be cool with a sniper gun shooting down all these gang members and stuff and when you needed his help the most nope he gets gunned down by an Apache and he can't do shit for you anyways so he was useless being the archangel um and again, it was the same thing. He wanted a guy dead. And in the third game, he wanted another guy dead. And it was like, <laughs> how many people do you want dead and not realize just to move on from the past? Like, why can't you just leave this alone? Um, and again, you say the same thing to him. Oh, forget the past, you know. You're, you're a good guy. You're with a good family team members. And he's still, like, moody and angry at you. And it's just like, I tried with you, Garrus. I, I really tried. Um again like he's always the first to die for me every time i put him into a squad and he's supposed to be a sniper so you think he's far back he can find good hiding spots he will gun down the right people for you no he's the first person to die always no matter <laughs> how much you like build him up he's the first to die and he's useless <laughs> i just i just really don't find him any use i don't think he's that loyal if all he's ever going to do is go behind your back and try and find people from the past to kill and waste your time not focusing on the main mission which is to you know save the whole galaxy that's dying from reapers no you just want to deal with this one guy that you can't forget about from the past because you lived and others died through your own mistake if if that was the thing um What else? Yeah, the last ever bit you have with him is my main gripe. The shot. The shot. That peed me off so much. Like, you have a shooting range challenge with him, and he's, like, talking and talking, and you have that decision to make where you, (laughs) you can take the shot, or, you know, you can deliberately miss. And... For some reason, I I gave him the benefit to just deliberately miss. Because I was just like, you know what? I gave you a hard time, Gareth. I'm annoyed at you. You're rubbish. But this is the last game. I just want it to be over with. I will let you have the shot. And I let him have the shot. And do you think he would be gracious? Do you think he would be humble? No. No, No. he he brags. He brags the shit out of it and insults you starts claiming himself to be the best shooter of the galaxy. Oh uh, look out, Shepard, I'm number one, blah, blah, blah and it's like I hate you. I hate that. <laughs> no, I let you have that shot. I could have just shot it and rubbed it in your face and let it be. But no. I let you have the shot and you just rub it in my face. So yeah, I don't know, no, he's got an attitude problem. Um, yeah I just I just I just don't like him. I just don't think he's cool. He's good at calibrating things. But I was, was going to say that's all he does is calibr- <laughs> that's calibrations. All he, that's all he can do he, he's really really good at calibrating stuff um, but that's about it really I just did not like him in my team I tried to make him like the best teammate as well like I put he was the only character I would like manually um, you know update their skill set with and stuff and I made him literally, like, the best sniper, you know, gave him, like, the highest shields, gave him, like, the best armor and everything, and still, he would be, like, the first one to die, because he just never got in range properly, he never, he never, he wasn't a good sniper at all, he'd be out in the open and he would just die straight away, and I'd have to run over to him, heal him, run back to my position, and he would die immediately after that as well, so, I don't know, it's just, there's just something about him I just do not like at all and I just don't get why people think he's the coolest thing ever. Um, maybe it's because he's Turian. Fair enough. Turians are pretty cool, but he's such a weak member and just wastes my time. I
0: don't like that, Gary. I don't. Fair enough. Though this <laughs> might be a conversation we have to revisit when we've got <laughs> more people. on. Look, if but you yeah. want the
1: coolest character, it was Dr. Liara T'Soni by far if you're not loyal yeah Tali was cool but in regards to loyalty in regards to someone who cared about you and regards to like pure strength and ability like she was a badass biotic um and the ending that she did in Mass Effect 3 when she plays that video for you and just stands by you and everything she was she was clearly by far the best character there so, I don't know I'm just thinking like, if you think Garrus is cool
0: uh, nah, it's it's Dr. Liara that's that fair enough (laughs) but yeah, that's all the discussion points I had, so uh, is there like any final thoughts or final things you want (laughs) to say about Mass Effect Andromeda or Mass Effect in, in its entirety um
1: not really i was going to bring up the um, relationship characters missions and stuff like that but yeah because obviously again nothing really happened from them and just talk about more like the the laziness a little bit of bioware but i think we got the point (laughs) basically from that nothing more nothing
0: all right fair enough we definitely gotta have you back on in the future (laughs) to talk about because what i want to do also is like have like a a reflection on the old games which may it it may uh require us to maybe replay them a little bit i don't know but like yeah i want to definitely talk about the trilogy because that's definitely like those are some of the best games ever in my opinion and we also got some other things to talk about like walking dead because we're going to do a show on that as well season three but um for now thanks for joining us today yeah thanks and, um, for I having hope, me on uh, i hope all you people listening i hope you uh enjoyed the show definitely let us know your thoughts on mass effect andromeda and yeah uh shouts to all the patreon supporters you will be getting the show first so yeah thanks for your support everyone and thank you ramiz for joining us
1: thanks very much
0: peace out